Welcome back to Felicity Was Here. I'm Heather. I'm Melissa. And I'm Dr. Joe. And today we are discussing Felicity Season 1, Episode 10, Finally. And that's the name of the episode. I'm not saying we're finally talking <laughs> about Episode 10. That's the name of the of the episode. So we are back. How was everyone's holiday weekend? Very chill. Good. Very relaxing. Awesome. And yours? Oh, mine was great. Yeah. Mine okay. was... <laughs> relaxing had some good family time got to hang out with my little niece a bunch and she's growing up so fast it's crazy how fast it happens so yeah it's good to hang out excellent but last week was thanksgiving where noel and hannah broke up noel and felicity made out in the bathroom and julie wrestled with if and when to tell her parents about her sexual assault and this week, Felicity and Noel try to delay determining their relationship until after finals, and Ben begins a new relationship. We also finally get to meet Richard Code. Maybe that's why the episode's called Finally. We finally meet Richard, who's played by Rob Benedict, who I think was also a regular on Supernatural. Yes. I have never seen the show, but it, it, from IMDb, it looks like he was in that show quite a bit. He was pretty important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was in the yeah. later season. No spoilers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, another fun fact. He was totally at the same YouTube concert that I was at. He was at the oh, same yeah. exact show that I was at. Oh, oh my God, gosh. Did you ask him to be on our podcast? Not yet. I'm waiting for the right time. That would have been the right time. That, I mean, I don't know if you're <laughs> going to find a better time. <laughs> well, I didn't see him. I saw what he posted after the fact. I was way too close to the stage to see anybody else except for Bono and the Edge and the other two guys. Are and usually the celebs get like box seats and stuff. Although you yeah, were front row, yeah, I mean definitely. that that had to be awesome. But yeah. like even for all the air, the eras tours, I feel like celebs aren't front row. They're in like special box seats. Yeah, definitely. And like Tom Hanks was there too, and Rita Wilson and Brian Cranston and Ed Sheeran also were at the same all show. at the same show as you, Tom Hanks. Yes. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Again, I found out after the fact, but mm. it was so cool. Yeah, I guess we're in the same space together. Celebs probably don't post like in real time because they don't want stalkers. Nah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, so there you go. He's a YouTube fan in real life. But on Felicity, Rob Benedict plays Richard, who is a kind of a sniveling freshman, another of Noel's advisees who just loves to bother Noel. And... This is his first episode, but he becomes pretty much a regular on the show down the road, whereas some of the other advisees we don't see ever again, but Richard will keep coming back. And from what I understand, he was only supposed to be in one episode, but they, they liked what he brought to the character and kept him on. I mean, he was funny. He was funny in this episode. Yeah, totally, totally. So many quotables. The, I'm going to report your ass, like that yes. was perfect comedic timing. <laughs> it's gold. So should we get into it? All yes. Right, let's go. All right. Episode 10. Can you believe it? We've already been through 10 episodes here. It's nuts. But this week, we open with Felicity recording her tape to Sally, of course. And she tells Sally that there was kissing between her and Noel, but neither knew what it meant. And so we see Felicity and Noel sitting on his bed. And basically, they're trying to DTR. They are like, let's define this relationship. But they don't, neither of them knows what the kissing means. And just when they were about to start talking it out and figuring stuff out, Noel's phone rings. And it's his mom who tells Noel that his uncle Kenny drove into a chicken truck because he has narcolepsy, not necrophilia. 
<laughs> that was good. Oh, There's yeah. so many little funny yes. little lines just snuck in <laughs> in this episode. Noel then has to basically leave. Just as they're about to define their relationship, or at least have the talk, he's got to go help out his family and, you know, take care of Uncle Kenny, maybe look at funeral arrangements if it's really dire. And so he's got to go. So he packs up really quickly and he's at the elevator with Felicity to say goodbye. And he says, hey, don't transfer to another school while I'm gone. She says, I won't. He says, or forget about your RA, who is me. She says, I won't. And he says, well, the correct answer is I couldn't, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> and then he sends uh, one of the other advisees who's in the lobby around them, sends them to go get the floor calendar, which is always a thing that comes up, to get him out of the room so that Noel can plant a big one on Felicity because he wasn't sure about kissing her in public when they don't really know what everything is yet. Then just as the elevator is going to close, he says, oh, and don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. And she says, I, okay. And then like the elevator door shut and we go into the <laughs> intro and I'm like, wait a minute, excuse me, Felicity? Like as if it's even an option for her to hook up with Ben while Noel is gone. But also that Ben necklace was very, very shiny in that scene. And I'm sure that that was intentional. Yeah, and I didn't. I actually didn't notice that until I saw your notes, and I said, "Whoa!" Now it's blinding it, yeah, me. Yeah, it my was eyes. like glaring, it's so shiny. <laughs> Truly, she has to wear it. It would be rude not to. Every of course, day, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she never takes it off, it's, so of course it's going to be every day. It's a replacement for the one her grandma gave her. So she. I don't even think she wore that crusty old necklace every single day. She did. She, she right. did. It was on all the time. Yeah, that one was the all the so, time had, in the first three episodes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts about just even this amount of stuff that's happened in the episode so far. Get into <laughs> it. Let's hear it. Yes. So it's she starts out telling Sally that Noel was really interested in the parameters and the boundaries. Like she used those words, not just like what is it, what are we, but boundaries. And then he gets uh, called to go be a fixer and a rescuer. He's thrust into this uh, position of rescuing his family during this time of crisis. And I think that's interesting because I would still say, like, he's a kid as far as the family hierarchy goes. He's a college kid. He's not the uncle or the grandfather. He's the nephew. He's the great nephew. He's, he's just a kid, and he has to take on all these adult responsibilities. Fine, maybe he's 18, 19 years old. He's not a child. But I think it's interesting that he's put into that role of kind of handling all this stuff. Where are the other adults? And he's, you know, Felicity explained his dad couldn't go. But why couldn't his mom? So and why it does it sounded like she might have been hysterical? I mean, well, it's, that's what it's I mean. Fair. Like that's... she's an adult, but also like I could see where like if something huge happened in my family, I would go home to pretty much ASAP and, and help out as much as I could. I don't know if it's like crossing a boundary Unless, I mean, like, help out as much. It seems like he had to take the helm from what yeah. I took it as. And I think that's inappropriate. Mm. And her being hysterical, why is he taking care of her? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's supposed to be the other way around. So I'm just seeing like some role reversal stuff, some parentification. Just mild, you know, maybe I'm reaching a little bit, but we'll we'll keep going and keep exploring well, that. We don't know this yet. Noel has a brother. Is he, isn't he the, isn't he the exactly. youngest? Exactly. And I didn't want to say that. Yeah, He's, the brother of yeah, Noel's the younger older brother. Yeah. Yeah. So right. that and is again, surprising. we don't know this yet, but right. that was in the back of my head, too. I'm like, why is the youngest one in the family of our knowledge of his family structure? Like, why is he having to do everything? Like, he has to be pulled away from college, like on the edge of finals. He has to go take care of all this. I think that's I think that's nuts. 
Yeah, Same it sucks. They make them. They make them wear trench coats just to make them look like a vaccine <laughs> dad. Hey, trench coats are are back in again. I just said he was sexy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I guess the extension of this is that if he's used to be in this dynamic of a fixer and rescuer, I wonder if that's part of the reason why he's drawn to Felicity because she needs a ton of rescuing constantly. You know, all the times like. She's gone to him with his RA advice kind of stuff. like, And he became wonder, an RA. Like, he must just love yeah, being exactly. the problem like, solver. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's part of his attraction to her. Obviously, she's, you know, very beautiful and kind and smart and all the things. And she needs a lot of rescuing. Actually, a lot of the guys on the show have kind of a savior complex. <laughs> Not come to think of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get into that later, yeah, too. Don't worry. I'm sure. <laughs> Good on that scene. Other thoughts? No, I'm good to go. Okay. So Noel up and leaves and Felicity tells Sally that he was basically only supposed to be gone for a couple of days, but then all of a sudden a week and a half had passed. So then we see Julie studying in Felicity's room with her and she basically is just in disbelief. She's like, how are you not freaking out right now? And Felicity's like, what? As if she has to ask. Uh, Julie's like, um, you made out and then he left and you basically haven't figured anything out. What does it all mean? And Felicity says, well, why can't it just be what it is? And Julie says that it's not that easy. Like, are you dating? Can you see other people? What are expe- what expectations do you have? And do you really want to be the rebound girl? And Felicity's like, hey, I am not the rebound girl. But she basically comes back and says, kinda, yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> But she's like, but also like, I don't know. Like she just didn't have the answer to any of those questions. And those are also all the questions that we had about Noel and Hannah's relationship. Coincidentally, yes. But then who should appear and and break through the door? But Noel, he basically ran up like five flights of stairs, is sweating and breathing heavily. But he's back with his luggage and says hi. And then Julie, you know, finds an excuse to scurry off and give them some time alone. And another little funny, like you said, just a couple of phrases here. They're really funny. And he's like, yeah, that wasn't subtle. She's like, you're welcome. (laughs) So that was, yeah, I thought that was cute that Julie gave them time together. And Noel basically says his uncle's going to make a full recovery, which is great. But Noel grabs her and starts making out with Felicity, but then kind of like stops and looks pissed. And she's like, wait, what? Like, what did I do? Uh, But he said, no, like, I've had no chance to study because... He was running around, making funeral arrangements, comforting people, but then his great uncle made a full recovery. So he wasted all that time and didn't have a chance to study for finals. He says that his educational future lies in the balance, but all he wants to do is hang out with Felicity and figure out what's going on. You know, going back to the boundaries, he was, again, running around comforting everyone. And it's just really interesting that he wanted some really strict parameters and well-defined boundaries with their relationship, but he can't tell his family. Hey, I can't comfort you. Like, let me study for an hour, maybe. You know, he got zero amount of work done. So that's just interesting yeah. and unhealthy, I think. Like, I think that's disrespectful to his situation. Like, it had to be about them when, you know, there's other adults around. Yeah. Come on. But I think it's cute that he just wants to spend time with her now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's totes adorbs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heather's loving this. Oh, God, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, but. Basically, Felicity says that if they hung out and 
just talked about what was going on, that they wouldn't get a lot of work done. So they both decide that they're going to just try to be good and not see each other until after finals are over so that they can get all their work done. But, you know, in the show, none of your plans go as as you want them to. So then at the loft, Sean is wheeling in loads of boxes of fruit and a cooler for his next entrepreneurial venture. Basically, he tells Ben that he's going to go around to the library to sell fruit to undernourished college students who are studying for finals and that all of the vitamins and minerals in fruit are really great for studying. And Ben's like, best of luck in your future endeavors, <laughs> whatever whatever you want to do. But Ben's going to go study, and so he ends up leaving the loft. And in the cafeteria, it's as quiet as ever with everyone studying. I think it's a weird place to study, like, but it looks like everyone in this school studies literally in every crevice of every building. It's full, yeah, yeah. It's maxed out. Yeah. There's no uh, real estate left unless you go to the cafeteria. I have so much to say She's about studied. these weird places that these people are studying all through the episode. I don't understand at all. They all have dorm rooms. Just go to your dorm room. Anyway. I wondered that as well. I was going to say honest. that. I studied either in my dorm, my dorm room, yeah. or the library. That was it. I never even went to the library, like, I, unless I really needed a book there, which really never happened. So anyway, continue. One of our libraries gave out free coffee during finals week. So that's why we went there. That'll do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's actually where <laughs> I first started drinking. Yeah, that's where I actually started drinking coffee was freshman year in college. Otherwise, I didn't really like coffee. But then that finals week, that free coffee, it got me. Wow. Yeah. Love it. So uh, Elena and Felicity are at a table together in the cafeteria, and Elena is working her M&M system that she has for studying for finals. We don't actually get the details of what this system is. We just know that it involves a stopwatch and a lot of M&Ms, and she's obviously very intense about it. But Felicity notices a guy in the cafeteria who's like wearing headphones, looking at catalogs or magazines or something, comic books, and he just looks super chill and happy. And she is just completely baffled by this, that he's not more stressed out. And she's like, Elena, look at this guy. How is he not stressed out? She's like, well, why don't you go ask him? And so Felicity does go ask him because she's got to butt into this guy's life. So she goes over and basically asks him how he is so chill right now. And he says that he's on a regimen of antidepressants. And he actually then proceeds to recommend his doctor to Felicity because she's always wearing sweaters and is intense that she needs to lighten up. And I'm like, first of all, dude, where do you get off? Like <laughs> recommending pills to someone. And he even like hands her one of his own pills and says, like, here you go. The lighter the pill, the lighter the mood. Like, I'm sorry. First of all, don't share medications and prescriptions. You don't know what else she's taking and how it could mix. And we see in the episode that if you take things, you don't know what's in them. It Bad things happen. So I thought that was, yeah, I did not like this dude, like giving her advice on not being intense and insulting her sweaters. Please. He's so smiling when he said that she was wearing sweaters. I didn't take it as a jab. He's smiling the and whole time because he's on a lot of drugs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, so he's just trying to share his happiness with others. And yes, it's inappropriate to share medication, obviously. Um. But she says, he, when he's talking about lining up, he, she says, I want to. I'm trying. And then she turns down the pill and says she would rather be intense. So I think this is a, just another little way to highlight how conflicted Felicity often is and how she often contradicts herself. I want to lighten up. I'm trying. I want to remain intense. Where else do we see a conflict like that? 
Ben versus Noel. Come on. This is just in, like in more many of her personality ways. streak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is and this is just another little way that they they show that to us. Well, but I could also see her saying, like, yeah, I'm trying to lighten up, but I'm not depressed. Like, you don't take antidepressants because you're intense or a serious person. Like, you take it if right. you have depression. So I could also see her being yeah, like, totally. I'll just stay intense. Yeah, but he said, do you want to, he ended the sentence, he said drug-free, and then she filled in intense. So mm. she could have said drug-free, but because he put that out there for her, she specifically replied with intense. That's why I think it's it was done that way on purpose to highlight how she doesn't know what she wants. Mm. I think you're reaching here. <laughs> I am always reaching. I'm always reaching. <laughs> wow. She contradicted herself. She wants two completely opposite things. I will say... I will not drug shame anyone. If he needs antidepressants, you take them. Oh, totally. I, I'm on anxiety meds. <laughs> We're just like, saying. If you need yeah. them, take them. But like, don't give them to people and tell them what to do exactly. with, their, with their health and their mental health. Unless like you're serious, you think she needs help. But like, he knows nothing about her. It's just she wears sweaters and she's very serious. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, she came up to him. He did not go approach her and say, hey, you're looking really intense. Why don't you take some medication? She I went wish up to that him were and said, hey, you're That'd looking really funny. chill. <laughs> yeah, but she's the one who initiated the conversation, and she interfered with his space and said, like, I'm noticing you looking really chill, and then that's how it opened up. So he Fair wasn't enough. seeking this Fair out. She, she opened that door. She did Budinsky this. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do have a question for you, Joe, and I do re-listen okay. to our episodes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, most, <laughs> not only when we're editing, but once they publish, you got to get those listens, those stream numbers up. Um, but <laughs> I, I think you would agree that you can be hard on Felicity sometimes. You love I've this. Said that. You <laughs> love this show. Yes. Why do you like this show when you don't like Felicity? <laughs> no, I, I like her as a whole person. Okay. I don't like some of her behaviors. Okay. Which is another good. Um, psychology thing a lot of people think like oh that person hates me no we don't like that behavior you're displaying so like mm. I separate the person from the behavior I think she's a really good person at heart I think she's incredibly immature in the first season and she grows up but that's kind of the point of the show it's a coming yep. of age hence she's gonna mature over time so I think I'm just kind of that other side of the coin where it's just, yeah she's very endearing it's like yeah she's also flawed just like Ben is flawed and Noel is flawed and Julia is flawed and Elaine yeah. is flawed Javier's perfect but you know <laughs> Everyone else is, <laughs> has their stuff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it when I see it. All right. Although season three for him gets a little rough too, but yeah, yeah. I definitely think that on this rewatch, as at my age, like I'm not as like infatuated with her. I don't think she's as cool as I thought she was when I watched this when I was, you know, in high school or or whenever this came out. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. It's interesting. Don't really like look up to her as much. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't think she's, I don't think she's perfect by any means. No. I do think she's endearing and relatable. And at that age, I was probably also just as immature. I mean, I, I'm hella immature now. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm still <laughs> a mess. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I was just curious because it seemed like we're always calling out Felicity. I'm like, do you like her or the show? <laughs> or maybe I it's think like it's really great the writing. drama, just good drama. Uh, yeah, okay. I love the drama of it. Yeah. And I think it's great writing because they are so flawed. I appreciate that, that not it's not like black and white. It's like there's this gray in the middle and there it makes them more human and more relatable. And that's why I like it. If she was super perfect, then it would be much more boring. And I probably wouldn't watch the show and enjoy it as much as I do. Yeah. And I'm looking at it through a psych lens. 
So I am going to see things differently than a casual viewer might. Even this episode, I noticed a billion more things than I have ever noticed because I wasn't looking at it that way. So you may call it reaching, and I agree, some of it is reaching, but I think there's some really interesting layers in this episode that are just hiding there because there's so many funny moments. But I pulled back the curtain, and I'll I'll tell you what's there. All right. (laughs) Well, let's keep going then. So then we go to Noel's room where he's studying, and he goes into his luggage sitting on the bed, assuming that he's going to grab a book. But instead, he pulls out a bunch of like feather boas and sparkly things that look like costumes. And he looks at the tag on the bag and we get the idea that that's not his bag. So then another advisee bursts into his room, needs advice on how to get out of a certain class because their final is crazy. But Noel is stressing because he picked up the wrong bag. And then he smells a barbecue and asks the advisee, like, what does that smell? She says, oh, that's Richard. He's having a barbecue in his room. And so then Noel has to leave and go figure this out. So then he goes to Richard's room and he's just so nonchalant, like grilling some burgers and hot dogs in his room. Got his apron on. And Noel is furious. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I was hungry. He's like, this is not an appropriate response to hunger. Like, this is not up to code. And he says that people die of indoor barbecues every day. <laughs> I was like, okay, Noel, you made that up. (laughs) And he says that he's going to report Richard to student council. And I think this is a bit of an overreaction because he's overly stressed out. But at the same time, like, yeah, you can't be barbecuing in your room. But I think he probably could have just said, like, hey, put out the fire or the charcoals. Like, strike one next time I'm going to report you. Yeah, he, like, went from zero to 100 right away. Like, yeah, it's... It, he was breaking a rule, but like I, I don't think in a normal situation he would have reported Richard immediately. So, yeah, I think Richard I did get know. the really okay. He's always running around with his handbook and like I don't know, man. Did well, did he know. report yeah. Lewis and his knives to student council? <laughs> true, true. Or the police, which he should have done. He should have. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he he was definitely flying off the handle because of his own stuff that was going on and. Richard cut the brunt of that. Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. Poor Richard. (laughs) I mean, I don't feel too bad. Yeah, I don't feel too bad for him because he was barbecuing, grilling in his room. But also, like, yeah, he could have just been like, put it out. You're getting a warning if this ever happens again. In case you didn't know that grilling in your room wasn't allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. Mm -hmm. It is George Foreman. (laughs) That was the college cookware <laughs> like you yeah had i was like have, wasn't that popular back then <laughs> had to have a george foreman that's so true although i don't know if that was around in 1998 <laughs> yeah we'll have to check we'll look it up so then back to the cafeteria elena and felicity are still studying and elena's back to her system and now felicity's curious she's like so how does the system work and elena says oh first you mock the system now you want the system And Felicity's like, well, I never mocked the system. But then Noel comes up to them and he tells Felicity about his bag switcheroo problem and that it's, you know, a whole crisis and that he's got three days to write an essay about great expectations. And he's, you know, like he said before, he's got no time to do any of his studying. And he's like, can I have an M&M? And Elena says that he can have just one, but only because of the situation he's in. And then Felicity is like, oh, Great Expectations. I actually loved that book, which, speaking from personal experience, I hate 
Dickens um, with a fiery passion. <laughs> like those books are so long. I think he was paid per word and like a penny per word or something. And so those those books just go on and on and on. I think I had to read Great Expectations senior year of high school and it was the worst. I don't even know if I finished it and I always finished my homework. So I'm with Noel on this one, but Felicity loves Great Expectations. And so she says that she can help him and do her own work. And Noel kind of whispers to her to the side, you know, like, oh, well, can we do this without kissing? And Felicity assures him like that, yes, they can just study. But Elena doesn't buy it. She gives them the side eye like, mm-hmm, yeah, kissing. I don't know. I think you're going to be kissing. So now we have Felicity, who is going to be skipping her work to help Noel now. And now we finally get the first finals countdown clock of the series, which is amazing. So we get a slide that says it's 8 p.m. The Berger, Berger Memorial Library, and there's 36 hours until finals. So we see Felicity and Noel are cozied up in a little desk cubicle thingy that's probably just for one person, but they're all snuggled up in there. And I swear this was probably like my dream. In like I was like, oh, this is what college is going to be like, making out in libraries and the stacks. It's like, oh, books and Noel put that together. That's the best in my mind. <laughs> best of both worlds. Oh, yeah. That's like my two favorite things. I, I used to say that all the time. I said I wanted to make out with someone at the library at my school in the stacks, but it never happened. Oh, I was like, did you make it happen? <laughs> so they're cozied up, but Felicity is trying to teach him about great expectations. But Noel is just smelling her. He thinks she smells really good. And then he asks her if she's thought at all about what they are. And she's like, we can't talk about this now. And then basically they just start making out again and they get all hot and heavy and rustle the sides of the cubicle and then eventually knock over the chair to the ground, which makes both of them flop down on the ground and they cause a whole scene in the very quiet library. And Noel asks, does anyone have the time? Someone gives it to him and that's how he pretends to pretends that they weren't making out but I also think it's cute that the position they were in was very similar to the boggled scene when Megan walks in like it was almost like identical so yeah that was a cute callback I thought to boggled yeah and I don't know if either of you were listening to what Felicity was saying or if you were trying to figure out her smell like null but she was talking about kids being full of guilt and not being nurtured and parents were either incompetent or absent and I thought that was really interesting, given Noel's predicament this episode of he wasn't getting nurtured. He wasn't getting what he needed. He was taking care of everybody else. And they were incompetent or absent. They weren't there. He was there on the scene. And I think that would apply to Ben as well, with his parents being incompetent or absent. And, you know, definitely with his father, you know, he, he referenced like he was never at the track meets or whatever and or the graduation. And he was clearly incompetent. He was abusive, <laughs> you know, full on abusive. So. I think that's interesting that they kind of have that in common. And I didn't realize that before. Yeah. That there's some stuff. There's some family stuff that's kind of there's an imbalance there. I noticed the quote and I think you're absolutely right. But it's also not just this episode. Like you said, like it's Ben, it's Julie who was given up for adoption. You know, like I think there are so mm -hmm. many interesting mm -hmm. kid and parent dynamics that are, oh, are, yeah, like even are tackled in the show. Yeah. Last time, like with her dad. Like not having a lot of enthusiasm and stuff, you know, seems like he's doing his best, but it was it's just interesting mm -hmm. that uh, yeah, the I mean, kids I, aren't getting what they need. I wouldn't say Felicity's parents are incompetent, but like there's obviously no, 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 I, no, 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 like there's obviously yeah. conflict there too, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the I must run away. She says 
that's one of the lines I must run away. What does she do? She and yep. Ben both ran away from California yep. to find what they needed. So I thought that yeah. was really interesting, the specific passages that they were reading. Yeah. And there's more to come that I definitely mm-hmm. noticed, too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And P.S., the grill came out in 1994, so oh. they definitely would have had it available to them. Yeah, Richard, get a George Aha. Foreman. Aha! <laughs> All right, so then the countdown continues. Now it's 10.18 p.m. in the silent reading room, 33 hours and 42 minutes to finals. Now we have Ben and Julie studying together in the silent room, and Ben's reading, and then he shuts his book very quickly and forcefully and then slams it down, and because it's the silent room, Ben then whispers to Julie what he's uh, saying, and we get subtitles, which I thought was a very comedic add to the that episode. That was hilarious. So I loved good. it. And I think they should always give Ben subtitles in the show because he's all, he's always whispering. <laughs> Burn. That's true, though. Although these days, I pretty much always have the subtitles on no matter what I'm watching because yeah. you can never hear anything 100%. anymore. 100%. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But Felicity gave us subtitles. And so he tells Julie that there's all these odes that he has to read and he d- he doesn't understand whatever poetry he's reading. And he's whispering, but it's a silent reading room. So everyone around him shushes him. And that's just too much for Ben. I would get pissed at that too. So Ben's like, let's get out of this silent reading room. But Julie says that she has to go meet some econ people in a different place. But he basically tells her, if you want to meet later and talk about all these different odes, she's welcome to come and meet up with him. And I agree, Ben. Poetry sucks. I really don't like poetry. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I get where he's coming from on this one too. Oh, interesting. That's a surprise. But I really, I really liked when he said to some person off screen, relax. That was so right. At, his right line as, deliveries were so funny. Right as he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, everybody had really great um, comedic timing in this episode. It was really funny. But I especially enjoyed his mannerisms and line delivery. Oh, I'm obviously. sure. There were some smirks. There were some sly yes. smiles. <laughs> yeah. So then, countdown continues. Third floor reading room. 10.34 p.m. 33 hours and 26 minutes to finals. So now Felicity is teaching Noel Great Expectations at a very long table, not a private cubicle, in this third floor reading room. It doesn't look like it's a silent room, but, you know, they're still, like, across from each other talking quietly. So then Felicity is basically reading from Great Expectations and says, Everyone has great expectations, crazy dreams and visions of what our lives could be and make us do ridiculous things, but we can mature and grow out of them. And again, that quote was so yeah, Felicity. Yes. That just sums up the whole show, like all four seasons. Yes. There you go. That is the yeah. synopsis. That is the synopsis yes. for sure. And Noel is staring at her recite these lines. And she's like, Noel, dude, like you got to learn this stuff because I have my own work to do. And she says, have you learned anything? And then Noel says, yeah, that sacrifice and passion, even if it's unappreciated or taken for granted, in the end is meaningful and good. And that's so Noel. And I'm just (laughs) like, oh, my God. I I don't think I've ever really picked up on that in any other rewatch. Like, I was probably just obsessed with their relationship. But then when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, he's describing himself there now. And. Also, I was like, that quote there would have been like the best aim away message. Like I probably would have pulled that (laughs) and put that up in college as my away message for sure. And I think, oh my goodness, 
moving forward, I think we should all pick our aim away message of the episode because there's so many good Ooh. quotables, so many angsty, amazing quotables in the show. So that's right. my uh, mission that I'm giving to you guys every episode. What's your aim away it. message? For this one. This one's relaxed for me. <laughs> Relax. Relax. <laughs> That's very fitting. Yes. <laughs> so then Felicity, you know, I mean, they're looking at each other and staring at each other and making moon eyes. And Felicity's like, let's go to the stacks. Yes. And yes. And Noel says, make out until finals are over. She's like, just for an hour. <laughs> so then they run off giggling to the stacks and so then we see them at the end of one of the aisles sharing a chair making out hardcore but unfortunately nosy richard is there too and sees them from the end of one of the aisles of the stacks and felicity's like oh isn't that guy on our floor and all says oh hey richard <laughs> richard says hey you're the ra and you're not supposed to be kissing a student and also, is that a rule, though? Like, that seems kind of bizarre. Like, teacher-student yeah. is one thing, but, like, he's one year older than her. I don't know if that's a real rule. Yeah. I, I think that. if it was, he would have quoted the handbook by now. <laughs> right? Yeah. And would have said specifically, yo, girl, this is going to get dicey. The handbook says nah. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> wasn't, he didn't say that. Yeah, he wasn't like, we need to keep this a secret. Like, let's define this, but it's got to be on the download. Like, yeah. So I don't know yeah. if I believe that. Just some conflict, just some drama. So yeah. So spice the episode up even more. But, you know, Richard thinks that this is against the rules. And he says, I'm going to report you. I'm going to report your ass. And then he <laughs> runs out of the stack. <laughs> and then Noel gets up and runs after him because he's going to report him. So I guess Noel does is threatened by this because he doesn't want to get reported. So maybe it is a rule there, but I think that that's a weird rule. And then Felicity's left on the chair by herself with all of Noel's stuff. <laughs> so then we get to the card catalog junction. 11.15 p.m., 32 hours and 45 minutes to finals. So Elena is still studying there, and Sean comes by selling his fruit. And Elena doesn't want to have anything to do with him and his fruit. She's like, get away from me. I'm studying. I've got my system here. Then Felicity runs up to her with all of Noel's stuff, and Sean also tries to sell her fruit, and she says no. <laughs> and Sean says, do you know the connection between vitamin C and fertility? And Felicity deadpan. Says, I don't want to get pregnant. I just want to pass my finals. <laughs> like, read the room, bro. Like, that's not a, that's not a sell. Come on. And yeah. And then he's like, all right, if you don't want to have kids. And then he leaves. I'm like, I don't think this 18-year-old is about, about brain this. food. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be to help people study. Why are you saying this weird shit? Yeah. It should be like, oh, didn't you know that oranges are great for energy and your brain? Like, what does fertility yeah. have anything to do with it? Yeah, that was weird. But that's Sean. It just goes to show how inept he is at sales. Yes. He could have had yeah. a little coffee cart. That would have made him some money. What a fool. Well, <laughs> we see what works later. So mm -hmm. Sean's struggling, but he leaves. And Elena asks Felicity if her and Noel are boning yet. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, like, no. But then Ben walks up and he says, look, I know what I'm asking is stupid, but he's desperate. He says he doesn't understand any of this poetry and he needs help. And Felicity says, the Keats? He says, yes. And don't say, the Keats? Like, it's the easiest thing in the world. And yes, that was also a great delivery. Yes. Great delivery. Don't say, that the was Keats. perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so good. 
But also, that is pretty condescending of Felicity to be like, what, the Keiths? Like, what? Like, it's, you know, like, it's hard. It just comes <laughs> so naturally to her. She can't yeah. even comprehend that somebody else wouldn't get it. And so Felicity tries to explain one of the odes or the feast of St. Agnes or something. And she starts to explain it. And he's like, wow, like, didn't get any of that. And he's like, look, I need your help. And says that she owes him, that he needs to get a B in the exam. Otherwise, he'll get a D in the class. But here I'm like, come on, Bet. Like, you can't have it both ways. She was absolutely totally wrong to rewrite his essay. But then he was like, get away from me. Like, stay out of my life. But now he wants her help. I'm just like, pick one or the other, dude. Like, either you want her help and she's going to be a Budinsky or you don't. So I don't know. I'm a little on the fence about this. Yeah, but at that point, they've, things they've moved on from that They already had Thanksgiving, and they, they sat they yeah. broke bread together. They broke bread. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think this is fair because of how serious it was, and he was desperate. And I think that this push-pull thing, it mimics and mirrors kind of his relationship with his dad. It's like, you want somebody to care about you, you want somebody to take care of you, and, you know, they hurt you. But you still want that relationship preserved. And I think that that's maybe like a little nugget in the back of his mind but also because of that trauma background he would be more inclined to do it himself that's what he wanted you know during that whole cheating incident i I can do it myself so the fact that he asked her for help displays how absolutely desperate he is and how much this is an absolute last resort for him he does not want it both ways like he tried as long as he possibly could and he came up on the edge of finals and said i have to ask for help at this point i cannot do this by myself I guess, but, like, he's also studying with Julie, and, like, yeah, she has to go meet these econ people, but, like, if he's hanging out with Julie, like, ask her for help. I don't know. I just feel like she, Julie's it's convenient. Like, he, he wants like- her help when it's convenient for him, and I, I just, I don't know if that that's fair. To, like, I don't find this at all any amount convenient for him. It's the edge of finals, and he might fail the class if he doesn't get some help. I don't, I, I wouldn't call that convenient, and Julie's not an expert. The Keats. Julie's not throwing that around like she's, you know, Felicity's the go-to person for this particular problem. She's got a particular set of skills. I guess. But he rejected her help when she was trying to resolve the situation. So to me now it's like. she tried to like ruin his, she almost ruined his whole No, not not the rewriting the essay, but she was like, okay, let me go and tell them it was my fault. He's like, no, I don't want your help. Like, just give me the essay. I have to memorize all this, blah, blah, blah. Like, she was trying to help and make it better, and he rejected it, and now he wants her help. So it's just kind of weird to me. Yes, as I explained before, that was his trauma response coming through where (laughs) you've proven to me that I can't count on you. I have to do this myself, like, always. So then, yeah, why is he coming back now? He literally said he's desperate. And Elena even described him as desperate later, too. She used that word, desperate. Desperate. That's dire straits. Like, this is, I, he's waited till the last possible moment to ask, like, how many, like, 30-some hours till finals? And now he's asking. This was not something that he, like, hatched this plan to, like, I'm going to use this girl. I don't, I'm not saying it was planned. I just think, yeah, he goes back and forth all the time on, like, wanting her help and wanting her in his life. And I could see how I, don't it would be know. I think they had already kind of prepared things a little bit enough to at least socialize at that point. But um, I don't think he wants this. I think he needs it. All right. Yes. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> As per usual. Per usual. Well, of course, Felicity agrees to help Ben. And he's like, oh, are you sure? Like, of course she's sure. But he's like, are you sure? Because I saw you studying with Noel. Like, he won't mind. And Felicity's a little surprised. She's like, no, like, he won't be bothered. It's fine. 
So Ben's like, okay, great, and leaves. And then Elena asks her, like, really, you have time to do all of your own work and help someone else, and Noel won't mind that you're studying with Ben? And she doesn't believe any of that for one second. Because you can't get anything past Elena. I'm with her. (laughs) And then we see that Noel catches up with Richard outside. Uh, He's been looking for him all over the place. And if only these people had cell phones, this episode wouldn't happen because they wouldn't have to chase chase everyone around from dorm to library to reading room to card catalog, whatever. Or even beepers. You know, they all had beepers. Oh, yeah. Noel has a beeper now. He's he's got a beeper. (laughs) So, yeah, Noel finally tracks down Richard and asks him basically not to report him. And Richard says, well, did you report me in my barbecue? And Noel says, yeah, it's my job. And Richard said, says, is it your job to feel up your advisee? That was just funny. <laughs> nice comeback. It was, I mean, <laughs> fair, fair. It's funny, yeah. It was good. <laughs> but Noel says that it's that's not as dangerous as having an open fire in his dorm room. And Richard says, don't take the Clinton defense with me. And I was like, oh, the 90s. Like, even I'm too young to really understand that reference. Like, is that the, like, I didn't inhale defense that he's talking about? Or it's not actually Monica sex? Lewinsky. Okay. No, it, no? because... Basically, the whole impeachment thing, he was like, yeah, I'm a shady, low-down husband, but I don't need to be kicked out of presidency for it. It's not Uh, that bad. It's not like kick me out of presidency bad. It's like not a cool, moral, ethical thing to do, but y'all need to relax. It's not a kick me out of, yeah, kind (laughs) of crime, crime. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I was still, I think, too young to really get what was going on with the Clinton Lewinsky stuff, but. I wasn't. It was a whole mess. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I mean, I remember her and there were trials and stuff was going on and there was an affair. But like all the details and all of the characters, I didn't oh, no. realize until I watched I that. I was very that, conscious that, of that, it. The <laughs> FX show. What was it? American oh. Crime Story. That was oh, like. Oh, OK. I didn't see that season. Oh, that was good. I might have to take a look at that. It, yeah, I thought it was really good. And so then richard yeah he's like don't take the clinton defense with me and he's like i'm still trying to decide and i was like what he's like i'm still trying to decide whether or not you're fit to be an ra as if it's richard's that's... job to figure out if he's okay yeah you know and that's if he's such a, a low fit. blow like, yeah a good yeah fit to be that's that's so mean also we're not talking about like the pre- again not the president like it's an ra yeah, exactly. one floor of a dorm like please yeah then Noel finds Elena in the card catalog junction, still studying and doing her method, and he's wondering if she's seen Felicity, and Elena says that they should put Lojacks on each other. <laughs> but That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I think, love that. I feel like Megan also maybe says something similar. Like, everyone's always like, have you seen Felicity? Have you seen this person? And again, if they all had cell phones, this, like, half mm-hmm. the show, <laughs> half the show would never happen. <laughs> Yeah, and we wouldn't have this lovely supporting cast to consult with to find the other person. So, mm-hmm. and all the shenanigans. <laughs> but Elena tells Noel that Felicity's working with Ben. And she's like, and don't worry, you don't have to pretend that this doesn't rip you to shreds. And Noel says that it doesn't. But Elena's like, look, he was desperate for help. She said, you know, with the whole essay thing that she basically needed to help him, but she was going to leave a message for him on his answering machine to meet up. I like that she offered that, like, you can basically be vulnerable here and say, like, yeah, that sucks and it is ripping me to shreds. And I think we're seeing way more insecurity from Noel than we ever have before in any other episode. 
like just even him leaving saying don't hook up with ben while i'm gone like that already is like setting yeah. the stage for how insecure he is and then like no no i this is fine i'm not bothered okay yeah. <laughs> we'll was, see about um, that such a stark contrast from the thanksgiving episode where he was wearing his trench coats and drinking coffee and you know talking about moving in with hannah Get it together and then all of a sudden now he's insecure and immature there was just like really big difference well, and he was so confident with Felicity last mm-hmm. week. Like, he yeah. kissed her. You know, like, he just seemed so confident mm-hmm. in his feelings and that, like, this is a thing now. And, yeah, now he's spiraling. <laughs> Probably doesn't help that he has all this other stress on him. But, yeah, he's definitely maybe a, an anxious attachment style. I don't know. Ah, nice. Good one, girl. <laughs> but I also, I, I like that you brought up their friendship, too, because you could just little bits we see Nolan and Elena becoming closer like they're genuinely friends I think yeah I I did like that I wish there was more of it I always want more of Elena in any capacity but definitely when they're developing some of the friendships I wish they went a little bit deeper all right so now we're in the library lounge and it's 12 28 the show slide says p.m but I believe they meant a.m because I'm assuming it's midnight and 28 minutes. Yeah, based so, on the time frames that they had before and after, we'd have to conclude AM, but yeah, yeah I didn't so even that notice was that it a, said PM. That was a typo, I think, because uh, we only have 31 hours and 32 yeah, hour minutes. Didn't, it didn't, yeah, it didn't subtract traveling. by 12. So <laughs> anyway, math so it's a little after midnight and 31 hours and 32 minutes to finals now. And Felicity is explaining one of these odes to Ben. And she says that fantasy and dreams can distract you from painful reality. Again, also mm. very Felicity. All this dreams mm-hmm. and fantasy. Come through. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. her painful reality is. Maybe just that, like, he doesn't like her. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That was also very poignant. Well, reality in general. It may be not True. painful in her case. But just, yeah, yeah her head's in the clouds a lot. <laughs> and... So then as they're talking about this poem, some guy who's, you know, some bald guy who looks like he's in his 30s uh, has the hiccups and interrupts their conversation. And so Felicity and Ben turn toward him and try to give him some tricks to get rid of these hiccups because they're annoying everyone in the whole room. I'm like, dude, if you know this about yourself, that it's a stress response, like, again, go study in your dorm room instead of hiccuping all over this library lounge. So that was annoying. Um But then Ben asks Felicity when she's going home for Christmas, and it turns out they're both going home at the same time to the airport. So Ben asks her if she wants to share a ride, and again, of course, she says yes. Then Ben asks her if Noel is going with her. And she's like, what? No, why? And because Hiccup Guy is continuing to hiccup and the tricks of the trade are not working, Felicity suggests that they go to the reading room to get away from the Hiccups Guy. So then they leave. Then Noel goes to check his messages, and Felicity left him one on his answering machine. And she basically tells him the deal that she's going to go study with Ben, um, so hopefully they can meet up later. Then we see that Sean is still going around with his cooler of fruit while Noel's on the phone. He's like, no, I don't want any fruit. Go away. And then Sean goes and runs into Julie, who's studying for her econ test. And Sean's like, Oh yeah, I, I would. I studied that in Harvard, and he's like, "Well, not like the university, but I did a summer program there on econ, supply and demand. You know, I end up pricing things. I know all about that stuff." 
And Julie's basically like, well, then why are you such a dummy selling fruit for a dollar? Because back in the 90s, that was a lot of money. Now today, that's not <laughs> that's nothing because of inflation. But back then, that was like a dollar. Who would pay a dollar for this? And so Julie tries to show him that that's a stupid idea. And some guy walking by, she just like takes, you know, an apple or an orange is like, hey, you want to buy this for a dollar? The guy's like, sure. And he just hands over his money to Julie. And Sean gets dollar signs in his eyes. He's like, oh, my God, of course, beautiful girl selling fruit. It's like it's like the Bible. I'm like, oh, God, Sean, too much like biblical fertility weirdness from him in this episode. I still don't think anyone would be buying fruit even now. Not even from a pretty girl. Sorry. I wouldn't underestimate what men do. It's the it's the equivalent of OnlyFans today. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That makes Maybe. sense. Maybe. <laughs> so then at the dorms, Noel is looking for Felicity, but instead runs into Megan. And he's like, have you seen Felicity? That's half this show. And she's like, no, nah, I don't think so. Everyone around here has been well-dressed. <laughs> That's a good one. And... Noel explains to her, even though she does not care, uh, that Felicity was supposed to help him study and he's all stressed out. So Megan says that it sounds like he needs smart powder. And she says that smart powder is how she has a social life and still gets decent grades. It's all organic. It's a mixture of roots and minerals and all kinds of things. And all you do is you just stir some in some water and magically you get a photographic memory. And I would expect more from Noel. He's a smart guy, but she sells him some for $10. And public service announcement, people, don't take anything Megan gives you. Like, that should be obvious, I think. I loved it. <laughs> what she said, if you're going to actually answer that, could you not? <laughs> he was trying to tell her what was going on. Like, I really she's don't so care. Funny. She's so funny. Then we get to the third floor reading room. It's 2.06 a.m., 29 hours and 54 minutes to finals. And we see Julie is selling Sean's fruit using her flirt flirtation skills with the guys. And she goes back to Sean. She's like, here's all your money. Now teach me econ. And apparently she still needs to sell all the fruit in the basket or the cooler. And then Sean will tutor her, I guess. And I'm thinking, Julie, is Sean really the guy that you want helping you study for econ? If you had to teach him like how to sell this fruit, I don't know that I'd be asking for his help. I also didn't appreciate her having kind of to use flirtation and like her sexuality to sell something given what had happened so very, very, very icky. recently. True. I didn't love that. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not a fan. Then we see Noel mix up his smart powder. It's very, very bright, vibrant color. It's fizzing a little bit. Uh, and then he drinks it and it goes down pretty rough. He grimaces. He gets kind of some shivers. And he starts twitching a little. <laughs> he twitches. He's and so funny. And freaks stilly. out the people around him. So the smart powder sounds very gross. It looks very gross. Oh, it looked cute. It reminded me of like maybe like Pop Rocks, like the sound of the fizzing. I just mean like how his how he reacted. Oh, made, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it looks like it's gross because of how he reacted. Like it tasted bad. Yeah. yeah. But I like the color and the fizz. And I thought that would make such a cute cocktail. I know. I was <laughs> like, that kind of looks good. <laughs> like like a like a christmas cocktail a winter mm -hmm. cocktail like that bright red okay you could, you could really like fancy that up and make next episode cocktail. smart powder cocktails <laughs> yeah. i know i want to look up the recipe i wish there, if there is one 
We'll make one. I'd be so curious. I'll, I'll make, <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll make, have to invent one. I was doing a lot of cocktail stuff for Thanksgiving, so I'm sure I could find something that would work and make it look like smart yes. powder. Excellent. I'll bring it to the next one. Very good. Then we are in the silent reading room, 3.17 a.m., 28 hours and 43 minutes to finals. And we have Ben and Felicity in the silent reading room, and Ben is whispering one of his odes to Felicity. And of course, everyone around him shushes him because, again, like, why are you going to the silent reading room if you're trying to talk and teach each other things? Yeah, like, what why, are are you in, why are you in the silent reading room? Unless that's the only that's place offensive. that yeah. <laughs> has chairs left. I don't know. But doesn't he have a loft that, like, yeah, Shaw's out loft? selling yeah, fruit? Yeah, not even there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. But again, but, it's for the drama that is about yeah, to unfold. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> But the way she's looking at him, she's like looks like so lovesick. And I can just picture her when she was in high school daydreaming about him and staring at him either from afar or whatever. Like she looks so entranced by him. He's literally moment. reading her poetry. <laughs> like hot. I like like it up. of it's course. poetry about dying though. It wasn't like but he it sounds romantic wow. the way he says it. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> But yeah, they're in the silent reading room, so everyone around him shushes him. But then we get to the card catalog junction again, 3.38 a.m., 28 hours and 22 minutes to finals. All these people, everyone's still awake at 3.30 in the morning, um, still studying. But Noel is tripping balls. He runs into Elena again, and he basically shouts hey at her. He's like, hey, hey. And she can tell right away. She's like, what the hell are you on? And he is sweating. He's, of course, looking for Felicity, but he's like, look, as a future doctor, like, is my heart beating too fast? And she takes his pulse. And she's like, there's no way that's not possible. Like, that can't be your heartbeat. So we know something is wrong with Noel now. So Noel runs back to Megan to see if there were beets in the smart powder. And she's like, I don't know. It said there are some roots in there. And he's like, look, I can't have beets. Like, I get super hyper when I eat beets. And I love that they set this whole thing up last week with Hannah. I just, it was a great. Yeah, that was, was really cool. I really appreciated teaser. that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so then uh, Megan's like, well, you're about to get super hyper because that smart powder is concentrated. And then Noel says, stop talking so slowly. <laughs> Even though she's talking like a normal person. And so Megan's like, wow. Like, okay, yeah. He's he's definitely high as a kite on this beet, he's this wrecked. beet powder. <laughs> oh, boy. Then back to the silent reading room. Ben decides to kind of press Felicity again about Noel. He's like, oh, you know, the reason I was asking you about Noel before is because I saw you kissing. And then, you know, he was whispering and they got the subtitles, but then she gets that like, oh, uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, you saw us kissing. Oh, OK. And, you know, everyone looks at them and shushes them again. And so he was just wondering. He's curious what what they are. And of course, who should walk by but Hypernol. And he sees them talking really closely in this gorgeously dimly lit silent reading room. And he's looking through the window at them and he's frustrated and jealous for sure. And Felicity continues to talk to Ben about Noel. And she says, like, I don't know what we are, but he's the greatest guy that she knows. He's smart, funny, and one of the kindest souls she's ever met. And she says that she thinks he's probably her best friend. 
Meanwhile, Noel is basically flipping out outside of the door, uh, watching them from the window. He's trying to contain himself, and we get the subtitles of his reactions. Arg! And he's just very frustrated, but he's trying to keep it in a little bit, not working so well. So then Felicity keeps telling them that Noel is always there to help anytime she needs him uh, and is one of the most level-headed guys she knows. And then Noel bursts in shouting, this is unacceptable. Like, you blew me off to study with him. If you think that I'm going to go get jerked around by all of this. And Ben's like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's just helping me study. She owes me after the essay stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. She's supposed to be helping me. She's supposed to be liking me. And Ben's like, look, like, settle down. But then Felicity just says, I've had enough. She stands up. She's like, I've been spending all this time trying to help you guys. You two figure it out. Like, I have to go study for my no, my own exams. And then she packs up all her stuff. And then she turns to everyone else in the room. She's like, and I know. Shh, yeah, I get it. It's the silent reading room. But I'm like, I don't think you get it. And then, of course, who happens to see all of this but Richard again? He's at a computer. And he says, you are definitely not fit to be an RA. And he packs up his stuff and leaves. And then Ben bursts out laughing because it's a funny situation. And that was hilarious. Yes. Noel's frustrated. And obviously <laughs> he's like, crap, I just messed up. The whole time I was watching this, I kept just imagining Dr. Joe laughing with me the first time I watched this with you. <laughs> Your laugh was just going through my head because the scene is so funny. Oh my like the first ever time oh. you saw it? <laughs> when she saw it, yeah. When I showed this show oh. to her. Yes, because that was Melissa who introduced Felicity to me. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, that's nice. Thanks for sharing that because I have no memory of so many things. Because <laughs> I was laughing quite a bit this time, too. <laughs> it's still funny. 20 years later. And the fact that we still get the subtitles when they're yes. shouting. It's yeah. just perfect. Yes, and they're in all caps to represent that they're shouting. Yes, so good. I love that. Then we move on, and Noel is in the cafeteria chewing uh, feverishly on a pen cap. So he's still hyper, but it seems like he might be coming down a little bit from his beat high. Uh, and Ben is also in the cafeteria, and he brings Noel a glass of milk and a sandwich. And Noel's like, I'm not hungry, but Ben's like, you got to eat something. You need it in your system. He's like, you know, I was on the track team, and some of his teammates would have weird reactions to these power shakes that they would take. Um, but he was like, food should help. So Noel takes the milk and eats the sandwich. And basically Ben tells Noel that Felicity, he's like, you should know Felicity likes you. And Noel's like, nah, you're the one, you're the prize, the unrequited nightmare. It's just the way it is. And Ben's like, nah, she was talking all about you and that you were her best friend and one of the most level-headed guys she knows. <laughs> and then Noel says, oh, well, that's sexy. <laughs> Which I like it's I get that there's this stereotype out there that like nice guys finish last or that women like bad boys. But I just want to say Noel is sexy and level headed. So that is sexy to me. But Ben's like, no, no, no. Trust me. She likes you. She told me that she likes you, which I don't know if that was 100 percent accurate. Like she was like, I don't know what we are, but he's my best friend and he's this and he's that. I don't know if she was like, I really like him. But I, you know, he's trying to make Noel feel better. He's, so yeah, yeah, being very reassuring. Yeah. 
But then Noel says, well, that was that just before I burst into the room like a psychopath? And Ben's like, yeah, about three seconds. So they laugh <laughs> over that. And I think it was just really nice to see them get along and laugh together. Like, I feel like only a couple of interactions where it's just the two of them that we've mm-hmm. seen. And one of them was the cheating thing. And that did not go yeah. well. And so it right. was just it was nice to see them get along. Like, I don't there's no bad blood. They've never fought. But like, we never really see them be friendly right. either. Yeah. I was just going to say, I forgot to pick a hottest Ben moment of the episode, but I'd say this, not necessarily hot, but like just so sweet. I love that he took care of Noel and made him food and talked him down. So sexiest moment right there. Yes. And my follow up to that is that it reminds me of the passage that Felicity was reading about the kids not being um, nurtured. And it's just really cool that Ben is providing that nurturing and reassurance to Noel in this moment. And it just makes me think that Noel didn't have that a lot because he seems to be the one who takes care of everybody else in his family. And it just makes me think that both of them were parentified in their families and had to had that role reversal where they're the ones taking care of the adults around them. So I think that was nice that Ben could take care of Noel in this moment. That's nice. And I feel like, well, maybe the only person that Noel would believe this from is Felicity, but like Ben's a close second, like to tell him yeah, like she likes you yeah he's kind of the, and like the only thing i would have loved even more if ben was like dude you can have her like there's no competition here i don't want yeah. her you know like i'm not trying to get her like i feel like that would have also been helpful like she's all yours like i'm not fighting maybe. for her maybe but the deeper issue his insecurities are about how felicity feels not about how yeah. ben feels that's true so, so then noel kind of closes up the conversation and says, well, she probably thinks I'm a freak. And Ben says, I'm sure she doesn't. But then Felicity tells Sally, Noel was such a freak. (laughs) She thought he was acting insane. Um, But basically said finals were the next day and that she was going to be in hell. Luckily, though, Elena gave her the secrets to her M&M system. And Felicity tells Sally that first her first college finals experience went by in a blur. And we see that Noel offers Richard some charcoal as a peace offering, but Noel, probably not the best idea. It's kind of a bribe. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him to not like report that like you gave him some charcoal so he can continue to potentially burn the place down. Yeah. There's a lot of fire stuff around Noel. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's a, a fire sign. Oh, interesting. Yes. I love this. I don't know. That's just the second fire reference that we've had so far. Just the second. (laughs) So early on. And then we see that everyone's, it's finally exams time. They're all in their lecture halls taking their tests and Felicity's taking one. But then Noel appears at the door of the lecture hall and there's a little window. So he kind of gets her attention and waves her, like, needs to talk to her. So Felicity goes up to, I'm assuming the TA, he looked pretty young, and asks him if she can go to the bathroom. She's like, I know it's probably not allowed, but can I go to the bathroom? And he says, technically no, but you're cute. And she's like, ew, gross, never mind. He's like, I'm kidding. I was like, dude, that's a weird joke. Like, Yeah, that was so tacky and gross. Like, what was the point of that? Icky. I didn't like that. I didn't either. <laughs> so she does end up leaving or pretending to go to the bathroom but goes to meet Noel outside and he tells her that his uncle did die and so he's leaving today but he wanted to come by and say goodbye but also apologize for his outburst the other day and he finally says too don't eat anything Megan gives you ever because it might kill you (laughs) 
Yes, which solid advice. But he basically said he wanted to see her because he was he realized that he was panicking about what they were and he was basically just afraid that if they didn't nail down the definitions of their relationship that it would be gone when they got back. And he said, but that's just stupid because they're more than just a passing opportunity. And he said that whatever we are, I love and and I love what we are and basically we can figure it out in January. And so they kiss goodbye and he says, see you next year. So they parted on good terms. They resolved his outburst. And I'm glad that he came to the realization that he was overreacting and overly jealous in that situation. Yeah, he got his wits back. Mm -hmm. He came down from his beef. The big stressors passed. Then Felicity is packing for home and calls Ben to see about sharing a cab to the airport as he brought up and, and suggested. But Ben answers the phone. He's in bed. Like, he's not going anywhere. He says that he's decided he's not going to go back to California. He's going to hang out in New York instead to see, you know, what it looks like with snow, which a nice callback to the pilot. Yes. Yes, that was very good. So, yeah, they say goodbye and see you when we get back. And we then hear Sally's tape back to Felicity. And she says in the past few months, she's become a believer in not defining every single thing. And as she says that, we see Ben hang up the phone and curl up in bed next to Julie. Again. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> so Sally says that she remembers her first Christmas in college, that she just she couldn't wait to go home to her childhood home, but that once she did get home with her parents, she was lying in her childhood bed and she actually felt homesick. So it was very cute that like she recognized that, yeah, you might be excited to go home, but this New York might be your new home now. And she said, good luck with you and Noel and wishing you both 3,000 miles apart a Merry Christmas. And then the first Noel plays in the background, which I thought was kind of funny because Noel and Noel. Clever. <laughs> but so, yeah, Felicity leaves and, and, you know, goes with her bags down the elevator and goes back to California. But I just hate. Now we have more secrets and lies mm -hmm. again when it comes to Ben and, and Ben and Julie. And it's just like. Just be upfront already. Like, now you both know that Felicity's into Noel. Like, Julie knows all the dirty details. Ben saw them kissing, and now they've kind of talked a little bit in the silent reading room. So just be like, hey, we want to start dating. Or if they're not ready to define things and put a definition on anything yet either, just say that too. Just be like, hey, we still have feelings here that we want to pursue. Done. Like, if Ben truly believes that Felicity likes Noel, like, why is he lying now? I don't get it. Okay. I have some thoughts. I, I thought you might. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I thought that it was interesting. I find a lot of things interesting, of course, that their faces didn't look very happy. They weren't happy, gaga, over the moon, like looking like the lovebirds, like compared to Felicity and Noel when they were together and that energy that they had. That energy is not here. I think there's a tremendous amount of stress around telling Felicity. And I don't know that it's just coming from Ben. It's probably coming from Julie, too. Like, I think she's also you know, holding that back. And because we know Felicity tends to have big emotional reactions. Remember that time she found out about Hannah and made a big scene in the restaurant? I mean, but it's because it's like she takes things Noel very easy. held it back for months or weeks of them knowing each other. So like, that's an excellent point. If they got, <laughs> if they were just up front now, like we're studying together more, you know, after what happened to her, I was there for her. We're, we're starting to get closer again. There might be some feelings here. We'd like to start dating. Not asking for her permission, but just being like, look, yeah, we might, just, we yeah, might start seeing more of each other now. Like, 
it's the waiting and the lying and prolonging and hiding it from her that could then potentially cause an even bigger reaction, I think. Girlfriend, but. I agree with okay. you. I'm telling you why, because <laughs> you right. asked why the line, yes. and I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> All right. I think they're trying to protect her because she is very sensitive, and they care about her, and they're trying to protect her feelings because... I mean, even we saw it. She was like staring all gaga eyed at him when he was reading the poetry. So they, everybody knows there's there's something. Of I mean, course. like it was a big deal. So there's there's going to be a reaction, maybe not a terrible one, but I think they're trying to protect her feelings. And I think that's like some people pleasing stuff where what the people pleasers don't realize is if you, it's the lie that often hurts more than the truth and that delay in the truth. And that makes it harder for people to trust people pleasers in the future because you don't know if they're being genuine or authentic or if they're like resenting you in the background because they're just telling you what you want to hear. So I think they're falling into that people pleasing trap of just trying to protect her, even though logically, rationally, it makes more sense to just be upfront as early as possible and not drag this out. And I think maybe they just wanted to have a little bit of peace before they rip all this open and have like a decent break with not having to deal with the stress of knowing that she's feeling a certain way about it. And also, I think this was unexpected. So I, because he's the one who suggested to go to the airport together in the cab, like, I think this just like really happened like that night before. Like, I don't think this was going on in the background and we were not privy to it. I think mm-hmm. it just like randomly happened. So they haven't even had time to process themselves. And yeah, you could say like, well, let's just say we don't know what we're doing yet, but maybe they're not even ready to say that much. Yeah, I didn't really think too deeply about that scene to me it just seemed like julie had distressed look on her face from her trauma yeah. and not due to thinking about felicity in that moment and like you said like it was an unexpected unexpected thing that he he stayed and i think if it had been what's going on with them they would have shown more of them together in that episode they, like, mm-hmm. but they were never interacting in the episode at all so it wasn't like we saw little bits of them like flirting or talking or anything so I think it was yeah. just Julie had this moment of, oh, I have to go home for Christmas. I'm still not ready. She wasn't ready when it was Thanksgiving. She's Good probably point. still not ready now. So maybe she just like needed Ben in that moment. And I don't, it didn't come across as like super romantic or anything what was happening. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. And again, yeah, because like, they don't They're have in that bed happy, together. bubbly energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that doesn't, I mean... That doesn't have to mean that something happened. It can mean that she just appreciates the security yeah. he can offer yeah. her. I'm not saying it's wrong. Like, I, I actually like them together. Of course just... you do. <laughs> not... No. It makes more room for another couple, maybe, if they're together. <laughs> That's not the only reason. I like how he's there for her this during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess I just would have thought that. The first time around, Julie hiding the bed Would have taught stuff. them a lesson. Yeah, like the <laughs> like, whole conversation in the laundry room where she's like, I'm just going to do what I want instead of feeling bad about it. Like, I thought she maybe got the point at like, oh, yeah, maybe I should stop all the lying and just do what I want to do. But, you know. If we she's don't... got a people pleaser streak in her. I, think I was going to say, we don't always learn from our mistakes. No, not. So. Yeah, sometimes it takes a few, a few mistakes to happen before they stick. Yeah. Like I said, I still I don't think she's really thinking about Felicity right now. She's just still yeah. dealing with her issues, and that's not at the forefront. That's fair, too. So lots of reasons why they wouldn't necessarily disclose all that right now. All right. We'll see how that goes for them. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. 
So that's the the end of finally our hay counter this week was 18. So we jumped up again, still not quite beating our previous record of 20, but pretty up there, which makes sense Getting after close. all the chasing yes. around multiple people uh, going to different <laughs> libraries and lots reading of locations. rooms. Lots of haze. Yeah. I just want to clarify. <laughs> I was just going to say no shade to people pleasers. I am surrounded by people pleasers in my life, actually. So I wasn't trying to hate How'd you know? No. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like a lot of people I know that I'm very close with and care about a lot are people pleasers. Ironically enough, even though that drives me crazy, it just works out that way. (laughs) Hey, I I love them. I I love them. I respect people who can be direct and just say what they're feeling. It's (laughs) an amazing quality. I admire it. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Which is why I think they should just be up front. But. I get it. I probably wouldn't be up front. I'd be like, oh, shit, she's going to be pissed. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's scary. Yeah, it's scary to piss somebody off or to hurt them. Well, this is our last episode with a little mid-season break here. So Felicity goes home for the holidays and we're going on a break for the holidays. So our next episode, which is Give Me an O, Give Me an O. Uh, episode 11 (laughs) we'll be back with that around mid-january so in the meantime everyone happy holidays whatever you celebrate we'll see you in the new year happy holidays Bye bye felicity was here is produced written and edited by heather melissa and dr joe you can find us on instagram and tiktok at felicity was here pod if you're enjoying the pod please leave us a review and help us spread the word We appreciate you and would love to hear from Felicity superfans like us. So send us your feedback, ask us your burning questions, or just say hey at felicitywashearpod at gmail.com. We may even read your note in a future episode. Talk to you all next week.